Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CFP, which is a certified financial planner. And I am here today with my guest, Claire, and you live in New York City. Yep. And you are turning 27. Yes. Okay, great. So tell us a little bit about your job, what you do, how much you make. Sure. So I work in fashion. I'm an e-commerce manager. What is that exactly? So I work on the back end and the front end of the website. So everything that you see on the front end, I control from our back end where we work on a platform called Magento, which is kind of like Shopify and those kinds of platforms. Um, Just getting the product onto a website, getting your home pages, anything that you see on on our website, I have control over and I'm moving, which is, it's kind of new to me. I used to work in merchandising. Okay. So buying. And then an old boss of mine contacted me and said, I just became the VP of e-commerce. Do you want to come and do this job that you have no idea how to I do? do. <laughs> and I was, I said to her, well, I'm pretty good with like my phone. I can do that. <laughs> pretty good at technology. I can do this job <laughs> that I am so unqualified for and have no idea how to do. Um, but I actually really like it. And oh, it's good. been quite a learning curve. But, you know, being good at your phone actually does come in handy sometimes. <laughs> because now they come to me, they're like, uh, my Excel doesn't work. Could you help me? <laughs> Once you get a little bit involved in technology, you are the go-to technology person they at your company. They just assume you can do all of it. They just assume. It works. But I, I, I'll just Google it, and I'll be like, okay, here's what you do. I don't, I don't know why Google is not the first stop for most people. Never. People just, I'm like, you can Google it. I reset the router at my apartment like three times a week because our internet's so bad, and every time my roommates are like, can you do that? And it's just clicking a button. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, you're really good at it. Can reset. you just reset this? The internet isn't working. Every day I'm like, I can show you how to do this. But it's really I don't easy. Know. So how long have you been doing this, the e-commerce? So I've been there for about eight months. Oh wow, so it is, it is it's new. pretty new, yeah. Did you get a jump when you move in salary? Yes, okay. pretty big jump. Okay. At my old job, I was around 55K, okay. and then I'm now at 75K. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. 
That's really nice. I negotiated it pretty heavily, which you have to was so scary. It was the first time I've ever done that. Oh really? Okay. But I really was like, this is the, this is the amount I want. I'm not gonna go lower than that. And in the end, they did meet me there, which was really great. That's great. Um, yeah, it's, it is scary because you don't know what they're gonna come back with. Yeah. But the worst thing is they can say no. Yeah. I feel like it- I really was unhappy at my prior job, so okay. I did really want this job. It was kind of like I need to leave mm-hmm. within a few weeks, or I'm gonna or I'm gonna leave without a job, which I didn't want to do. Right. So there was a little bit on the line right, of pressure. I can't. Yeah completely scare them away but once I was able to say you know this is a business and so I have to look at my salary like a business yeah, absolutely it's a business you know, decision say, it's not personal what would a white guy do in his 30s and then you just do that <laughs> <laughs> and in the end you get what you want you have to ask if they don't if you don't ask yeah they're not going to come and offer you more money no yeah oh, I, I no. tell people that a lot I, we've definitely talked about it before on the podcast where especially switching jobs it's a good opportunity to increase your salary and so I always encourage people to ask for more money. It's the most important thing is to, I think, is to make yourself more happy when you change jobs and to increase your salary. Right. You want to get both. Like, your, your company's ever just going to be like, here you go. Here's a bunch more money. We're just going to give you this. Very rarely. Yeah. yeah. You normally have to advocate for yourself. That. Yeah. I always say if you don't advocate for yourself, no one else will. Absolutely. And recently, I actually went to my boss and I wanted a title change. And mm-hmm. so I was so prepared with all of these reasons why. And then she business was like, reasons. Was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, you, I actually took a seminar from a company called Ladies Get Paid. And they oh, wow. focus on just closing the wage gap. Oh, that's women. great. So it was just kind of tailored to women negotiating their salaries. Or what you need to do. Yeah. It was so eye-opening. It was really helpful. And then it gave me kind of the confidence to go in and say, I want to make this change. And, and here's, here's why. why. Here's it, what I'm bringing to the business. Exactly. It can't be like, well, I deserve it because I yeah. feel that it has to be, well, here's how I'm going to help the business grow. Yep. These are the reasons Here's my why. plan. Yeah, here's the plan. Yeah. And I'm very big of not putting anyone else down. Like, oh, I do all this part of this person's job. It's like, I do this job really well and I'm going to do the next step really well and and I want that and that's why yeah Yeah. no I agree that's great so what about benefits at work so we have health insurance um but we don't have a 401k which is a real sticking point for me it's kind of maybe why I would ever consider leaving even though I'm really happy because it's super important that I have that it is important you had it at your last yeah my last two jobs I've had Really, I work for big corporations where okay. they, they matched. matched, yeah. And match is where you get the free money for those yeah. listening who, who don't know what a match is. It's the best part about a 401k is if they give you some money. Yeah. So what did you do with your old 401ks? I rolled my first one over into my second one. Okay, and good. then for the second one, I think it's still in, the, the money is still, still there. there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not forgetting. Okay. But <laughs> definitely not going to forget about that money. Um at the time, if I had taken it out, I would have gotten such a penalty. Oh, yeah. You definitely don't want to so take I it didn't, out. So I didn't, yeah. You want to leave it. You always want to leave it as tax deferred. Yeah. Whatever you do with it. So that's interesting. So there's no 401k. It's, so it's not a big company? Is it small? No, it's small. Um, it's about 20 people okay. in the office. You should ask them. Have you asked them about it? When I first started, I was kind of told, we don't have that yet. We're going to have it. Oh, okay. And then every so often I'm, I inquire, you know, what's the plan here? And they're like, oh, we're working on it. So I haven't heard any, you know, dates or anything definitive about. The other thing they could you could tell them or suggest to them is maybe looking into a simple IRA. It's a small business plan. Because sometimes 401ks, the reason companies don't establish them, establish them if they're small is because they could be expensive. 
to set mm-hmm. up. So if it's a small entity and they have a lot of expenses and they say, oh, we'll do it later, we'll do it later, then a simple might be something they can look into because at least you have something. A simple doesn't give you as high of contribution rates. So you can only do 12500 I think, for 2018 versus the 401k you can put more in. But at least it would be something. Yeah. And I think it would be really good because a lot of people just don't think about the save, like saving and the money that's in their checking is just the money that they have. Mm-hmm. But if you could have $12,000 a year that you know that you're putting away plus a match. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because to be honest, so in my day-to-day, I like manage... Um, manage money for individuals and nobody it's very rare that someone walks in my office and saved a million dollars using a traditional IRA because the limit's so low yeah. it's 5500 right now um, if you're under 50 so the work plan is really the best way because your dollar cost averaging usually uh, is going in every pay period and if they're matching it's even better Yeah. so yeah that would be great if they could get that for you are there limits uh, in terms of you said it's for small businesses. How mm-hmm. small of a business? I don't think there's a limit. Like you mean employees? Like if yeah. Employees. No, it's just an option that they could set up. It's typically for smaller employers. The bigger the employer, more likely that they want to have more robust offering and benefits. And so they'll have a four hundred one k, and the cost makes sense because they're going to have more participants. Yeah. Um, I would say probably I see employers with simple IRAs anywhere between three and probably like twenty five employees, and they'll do a simple. I definitely want to bring that up to them. You can ask, yeah, you it's, could ask them. Just say this is another option. I don't know. They might probably have a benefits broker. Yeah. Right. But that would be great because then you'd have a job you like with more money and retirement. <laughs> Retirement's so important. So I definitely want to bring that up with them. I think about retirement a lot, but then I also think about just the basically the cost of like having children, which I think is a very particularly women centric thing that, that they is, think about. Yes. Um, my sister has twin boys. They're a year and a half old. Aww. And I just see how expensive, expensive having a kid is. Yep. Just the cost of having a kid, you know, just feeding them and then also saving for them. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah. like, I have to start saving for my non-existent children now yeah. so that they're, they're going to be fine. Um, it is expensive. No, you're right. And I think one of the big expenses is college. Yeah. So wait, do you have any student loans debt? I don't have student, any student loans. I'm the most fortunate person that's that my amazing. parents yeah, paid for my uh, school, which was that's extremely fantastic. generous. Um, so no debt at all? No debt. Oh, fantastic. Okay, and let's talk a little bit about your your savings. So um, so we don't have a 401k at work, but you participated in your 401ks at your last two companies, and you're making 75000 You said that you have one account? You have a, besides your 401k, you have a... I have a, yeah, I have a TD Ameritrade account. Okay, great. And what is that made up of? That is a mix of my Roth IRA and then non-Roth IRA Like non-retirement, like yeah. regular investment. Yeah, money. regular investment. Oh, money. great, because you have a Roth. Yes. It's one of my favorites. So do you put money in that every year? Yeah, I put the max amount every year. Perfect, because you don't have the 401k yeah. doing that. Well, my dad set it up. He's, okay. He was just like, you're going to start contributing $5,000 a year. And I was like, to What? <laughs> $5,000? No, that's my money. Um, but now I can see how it adds up, right? Is. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive how you don't have to have that much money, but if you start saving in your 20s, it makes such a big difference. Yeah. Because then, like you were saying with kids, like down the road, if you do a really good job saving in your 20s and your 30s, and let's say then in your 30s you have married and get have kids, you could always take a little break then because you, you save so much mm-hmm. early. But if you don't save it all in your 20s and don't really start saving until your mid 30s and then now you have kids and then you have all these obligations and now you, you yeah. can't take a break from saving 
were unlikely because you just missed out on the first 10 years of saving. I do feel like at least in your 20s or in my 20s as I've experienced, I know that now is the time to save. Like that is drilled into everywhere. You know, you don't have any responsibilities. This is the time to save. But just kind of like living my life. Sometimes I feel like I go over budget because I'm also in my 20s and I'm like, well, I don't want to not travel and I no. don't want to not do this. And now totally. I, I'm, I just bought a couch because this is what you do. And I don't have any real, I, I, all my furniture is from Ikea. So it's, <laughs> I, I always say when you become an adult is when you don't have Ikea furniture. Oh my gosh. And I, somebody didn't get the reference one time. What? I was like, how do you not get that reference? You grow wow. up when you, when you, I still have some Ikea. Yeah. Like it was like a big deal. I got my first real couch. We just, we just bought a couch that uh, we were like budgeting for it. And then my grandma called. She's like, I'll buy you this couch. And I was like, oh my God. You're the okay. best so we just bought this sleeper sectional with wow. a queen size sleeper, and I was like, "This is it. This is. I'm an adult now. <laughs> like, I can't believe this, but I'm gonna have a couch." And, we Wait, both... and you're not even gonna have a couch. You're going to have a sofa yeah, sleeper. Sleeper sleeper sectional from yeah. West Elm. <laughs> wow, so nice. Um, and so I feel like I'm making these purchases that. I want to make and are really important, but I'm also like, but now's the time to save. It's like a catch-22. It's what I always say because everyone's like, well, what's the right thing to do? Like, yeah. should I buy the sofa or should I save? So you want to just try and do, you honestly want to try and do both. <laughs> Easier said than done. Easier said than done. Yeah, it's hard to do both. But it's like a give and take. Like, so for example, with me, I saved really um, a lot in my early 20s and then I started a business. So obviously I didn't save because that was something to start a business then was like the right time because I didn't have a mortgage or kids or anything. So I just didn't save for a year and a half when I started a business, which did not work out anyway. But so it's like a catch 22. So you want to like kind of find a balance. So it seems like you have a bit of a balance. So, so where is this new sofa going? Tell me about your rent and what you're paying. So right now I live in a two bedroom that we turned into a three bedroom with two of my girlfriends. Yeah. The the wall goes all the way to the top. It's actually really nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's real. I don't live in that room, so I can't say like, oh, it's great living in that room because (laughs) I live in one of the real bedrooms, but, um, it is very nice. And so I was able to save quite a bit. So my rent right now is, um, $1,100, $1,100, but it's going up to $1,500 okay. uh, next month when I move in with my boyfriend. Oh, that's fun. A palace in the sky in downtown Brooklyn. <laughs> a palace in the sky. Yeah, I've only lived in walk-up buildings. Oh, um, so you're going to have an elevator. So I'm going to have an elevator and I'm going to have doormen have that are going to know my name. know what that's like because I am still in a walk-up and sometimes when I get to I the sixth floor, I'm just like... You live on the sixth I floor? I live on the sixth floor. It is. That is It's brutal. breathtaking. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, I have very few visitors. You have to be you real. scare them away. You have to be real good shape to be my friend because you have to go up six foot. So this is going to be great. So this yeah. is going to be really nice. I'm, but that's still not bad, 1500 Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. Because what your take home, you said you make 75000 so your take home was what, about 4000 4500 It was um, 52 a little higher than that. 52000 yeah. a year. Okay, so yeah. So you bring oh, home yeah, probably about... Oh, yeah, per month. Per month, yeah. I really can't get this one straight. <laughs> it would be great if you brought home 52000 I just a month. keep saying <laughs> 52000 a month. I mean, there are people that because make that, say, but I'm don't certainly Don't say that at that. the bar because everyone's going to be like, tricks on you. <laughs> I'm in an Uber like, yeah, just been making $50,000 a month. They're like, all right, uh, we're, then we're like, I'm going to connect you now. <laughs> Lock the doors. We're keeping you. We're keeping you. Yeah. You guys did like the door after all. 
Um, okay, so if you're going 4300 and you're spending 1500 on rent, that's great. So you have a lot of wiggle room in your budget. Yeah. I'm, I get nervous about going over my budget because I also, I just feel like, you know, oh, well, I want to go out to dinner and I want to do all of this. Um, and I think that actually living with my boyfriend will make it easier because right now, every time we see each other, you we're going to go out to dinner. Right. Because we live in different apartments. And I've heard from friends that living with your significant other really does change, like, your finances where you can save a lot more. Yeah, you can. So tell me, how, how are you guys setting up? What was your, do you have any conversations about it before you're moving in? Like how you're going to structure paying for things? You're going to have like a joint account or... We're not going to have a joint account. Um, it will be more of, you know, splitting everything. Okay. So like if we go to the grocery store and we get groceries for the week, unless someone's like, I want this $70 truffle oil, I think <laughs> we'll just like, I can't. I can't really see either of us doing that. Like, so oh, the the amazing thing is the building is above a Trader Joe's. Oh, that's amazing! And I a Target. Got this building. It's yes, unbelievable. That is why it is the palace in the sky. I so I was I always said I was like I'm gonna live on the Upper East Side till the day I die. I love living in Manhattan. I went to NYU. I'm not gonna leave this island. And then my and then I was like, wait, there is a place in downtown Brooklyn. <laughs> what what is downtown Brooklyn? Was my first question. <laughs> And then I was like, there's an apartment building that's above a Trader Joe's and a Target and a Century 21. What? You're never going to have to leave. I'm never going to leave. Like, on the weekends. So I know. I'm never going to leave. And then I'm going to become a Brooklynite. And I can't, I, can't, I can't even believe I'm saying that, but it's true. Um, so I feel like, you know, when we go, because right now we go out to eat, whatever anyone gets, we just split it half mm -hmm. and half, which I think works really well for us. Um, you know... I don't know if that will change in terms of, okay, you you buy this, this big investment in our future or something like that. Because right now we make comparable salaries. Okay. We live comparable, you know. Lifestyles. Yeah, lifestyles, except that I shop for clothes a lot more than you. <laughs> That's the one thing that I feel like. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I bought this. <laughs> Whoops. But it's really cute, so. But, but that sounds, I think you're right. I I do think that moving in together will help with your finances because you'll probably like you could stay in and cook, right? Because it's gonna yeah. be your apartment. You will because he probably has roommates too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like not even. We both do have a rent increase. He pays around what I pay okay. Okay. for my apartment now. Um, so we we both actually had conversations of okay, our rent is going to go up. Yeah. How are we gonna offset that? that. Um, you know, like what changes are we gonna make? And a big part of it is you know eating in a lot more and. You know, like, we're going to get a coffee machine because I'm obsessed with, like, lattes. Oh, and my I'm God, like, that's, like, when you take, uh, if you take my online class, I talk about... I want to take your online class yeah. now. <laughs> I talk about how much, and it doesn't have to be coffee, but coffee's, like, a relatable one. Yeah. But how much it adds up, like, if you do it daily. Yeah. And I did it, too, for But I have now. heard, kind of, that if you take out those little joys, mm -hmm. it's, like... Well, you, can ha you can't have them all. Yeah, you, have, yeah. So if you do, if, like, coffee's your thing then maybe then you don't do all the paid-for workout classes. Or, you know, mm -hmm. if you can't have, like we were saying before, you can't, you know, get the soul cycle and the lattes out and get to go shopping and get to travel and save for retirement unless you're making the $52,000 yeah. a year. <laughs> then you can do whatever you then want. you can do whatever you want. want. Good yeah. for you. Good for you. But, no, you kind and of And please to... call me if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not single, but I could be. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That'll be our next podcast. So. It could be I'm not single, but I could be. <laughs> but 
but yeah, you don't want to take out all the joys. You don't because it's like a balance between today and tomorrow. So you don't want to be miserable all the time. Oh, I like that. Saving. A balance between today and tomorrow. Yeah, it has to be a balance. So, good. so like for me, giving up coffee wasn't a big deal because I have a Keurig at home. I work in a WeWork. They have an espresso machine, so I could make a great espresso. I don't need to go to Starbucks. And so now it's like it's really become it's not a habit of mine to stop and buy coffee. It's a habit of me of mine to go and make my coffee or get my coffee at work because it's all free. So that's a huge thing I cut out. Yeah. And the other thing I cut out was like, I looked at one, I go through and analyze my bills and I was like, who is taking all my money from Queens? And I was like, oh, it's taxis. It's all these random companies that are located in Queens. Yeah. And I was like, I don't always need to take a taxi. I could just leave a little earlier and walk because I live in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So it's like a balance. I don't feel like I'm giving that much up. But I'm, like, not wasting a bunch of money on things that don't really give me the joy. I would much rather take a trip to Europe every summer yeah. and not have the coffee. I completely agree. So it's totally a balance. So, yeah, you don't want to kill every joy and be miserable. You but you're saving, like, experience. 99%, you know? <laughs> I, save, I save every dollar I make. Yeah. Because you don't want to do that. You want to have that, that balance between today and tomorrow. So, like, you're enjoying today, but you also have, like, the fun stuff to look forward to, like trips and the fact that you won't have to work forever. Because mm-hmm. who wants to work forever? I definitely don't. I definitely don't. I'm like, when when can this retirement happen? <laughs> like, let's do this. Although I like, sometimes I wonder if I like work or I like making money because to me they're very intrinsically mm-hmm. together. Um, I mean, like I've had jobs after school when I was in high school and I interned when I was in college because when you want to work in fashion, the internships are the most important things. Um, do they pay you for those? Not when I was in college, okay. but now they do. They, okay. they're, they're in trouble, There's so many laws. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about somebody that uh, pre- previously that didn't sign a form, and I had a similar thing. I worked for Condé Nast when I was in college. I interned, and then there was a huge lawsuit because they didn't pay their interns. And all you had to do was sign your name, and you would get $3,000, and I didn't sign my name to the sheet. Oh, no. And it's one of, it's one of those things of just like, What's wrong with me? Why did I do that? And maybe you kind of have to do it once to never, ever do it again. Yeah. Because I was, I just was like, oh yeah, I just kind of forgot to sign my name to this lawsuit. But then I kind of, then I rationalized of like, well, do I really want my name on a lawsuit? Not necessarily. Like, I don't don't know if I want that to come up when someone Googles me. (laughs) That's how I kind of like rationalized it. I'm like, no, this was on purpose. But yeah, you'll think about... Things like that. Yeah, so they don't, they pay interns now, but I did not get paid. But I worked for Rent the Runway, Guilt Group, No Dot Brandi, like these A, amazing companies, and B, amazing women run Run companies. companies. Um, And I just feel like that was really important to me, and it it still is, but being able to be like, no, I was there, I was was the third intern at Rent the Runway. Wow. a mess when I first started, as most startups so are. That was been a great experience. But it was amazing, yeah. And now, now I do rent the runway unlimited, and so I'm like full circle. <laughs> I love rent the runway unlimited. Do you know what that is? It's a you know explain. We'll do a little promo for it. Uh, explain what it oh, is. Oh yeah, sorry. No, no, no. no. Um, it, because does it cut back on your shopping? Yes. Yeah, so okay. the reason that I love it is I, I so I work in fashion, so I'm surrounded by shopping and clothes. All day. All day. Every day. And yeah. it does not help the fact that I love shopping. I love well, the experience of buying, of getting something new is the most thrilling thing to me. Like, I love it. I love coming home with something new and knowing, like, I'm going to wear this this time. Um, so, Rent the Runway, you can get four items, at, basically at a time, where you can return to and get one. 
And so I haven't really bought anything new in about almost six months since wow. I started it. Except for like, workout clothes because I don't want to rent that. And they yeah, don't, no, obviously, I don't, like, no let you rent that. That would be a terrible rental idea, right? It's People so are always gross. like, oh, can you rent shoes? And I'm like, I don't want to wear someone else's shoes. <laughs> that's kind of gross. But I have no problem putting on, like, a pair of pants <laughs> if somebody else wants <laughs> Like, that's completely normal. Um, but it's really helped. So that that is, like, kind of an expense where it's, I think, $150. Okay. And that's, that's not, like, an expense that's going to go down. So mm-hmm. those kind of, like... Sol- yeah, fixed, fixed expenses. expenses. I'm nervous because of the, like the subscription model of 2018 and beyond. Of like, is my entire spending just these fixed amounts? So I'm never going to be able to get it lower. Right, right. But then that's when you can kind of go through your budget and say like, maybe there's something else that you're paying for that you don't necessarily get as much joy out of or or care as much about because yeah. you're now living in the palace in the sky and you're yeah, like palace in the sky this is way better than that subscription so now I have this great apartment and the sleeper sofa and I'm above Trader Joe's I will get rid of that gym membership because there's a gym in my building I'm doing that actually okay. so I belong to Equinox which okay. is woof that's so expensive, expensive. <laughs> but I'll... it would be great if with that price tag when you walked in you just got a six pack uh, it doesn't happen okay it doesn't happen at like, all I would so sign I'm up... proof for that I would sign up if I walked in and, like, automatically lost five pounds. I agree. But, so, a, a lot of my girlfriends belong to it, so it's a very social thing for us, which makes it very difficult to give up. I'm, I'm giving it up, but it means that I'm going to have to make other efforts, which... To see them, right. To see them, which might be, like, well, now we go out to dinner, and it was really nice being able to be, like, let's go to a spin class. Or a yoga class. Yeah. So, that is my one... But now, is this, is the gym in your old neighborhood, because you're moving to Brooklyn? They, I belong or to all of them. them. Okay. Yeah. But I have a gym in my new building and they do classes on the weekend. Oh, so wow. I said to my friends, well, why don't you come to me Yeah, absolutely. and we can go in my apartment building. And the, they are all like, okay. Yeah, so you, can give really that nice. a, you can give that a try. Because that, yeah. then that helps pay for the apartment, right? Yeah. Because it's a big cost you're giving up. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll find little things like that where you're like, okay, I'm going to give up coffee and Equinox and that'll cover the, then everything else can stay the same. Yeah. Which is really nice. But then my rent goes up. So I feel like, okay, I'm going to give those up so that I can pay this. Four hundred dollar increase every month. The palace in the sky. Palace in the sky. Boyfriend. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's really exciting. It is I was, very it was so nerve wracking um, when we like first talked about moving in together. It was like I was terrified of it. And now all my a lot of my girlfriends have been like, "How did you do that?" And I'm like, first of all, you're gonna be terrified." But did you're you gonna have the conversation? Like, yeah. Oh, what did you say? We had the conversation. I have been thinking about it for uh, for like months. Okay. How long have you guys been together? We've been together for a year and a half, but we were friends first. Okay. So we've known each other for two years, which, and we were really good friends. Okay. So it feels like it's kind of been longer than that. And we had been together for less than a, a year when we talked about okay. it. And we both knew that our our leases were going to end in this, this summer. But last, last August, we like went for a bike ride. We had a really nice day. And I was just like, so do you want to live together? And he was like... <laughs> Yes. And then we were like, okay. But then we didn't talk about it for like a month. Didn't they kill you? And I was, no, no. So we agreed and then didn't talk about it. And I was like, did we agree to this? We haven't talked about this. I'm not really sure. And then my boyfriend said something to the effect of, you know, we live together. And I was like, oh, okay. We, <laughs> it did happen. I was like, it happened. We were on the same page. Okay, we're going to live together. And it's all we've talked about. And then how did the budget conversations go? Like, how did you come up with... I, the $3,000 a month. He actually said, okay, that, he was like, 1500 is my max. Okay. And I was like, okay, I guess that's my max. 
my next two. <laughs> I was like, I haven't really thought about it, but okay. Um, but we both knew that our rent was going to increase no matter what, what? Uh, because rent. right now we both have two other roommates. So we, we kind of had accepted that. And he, I think that he must have kind of looked at his own budgeting and, okay. and had said that number. And I just was like, okay, I looked at mine too, <laughs> which wasn't really true. I was like, okay, well, that's what we'll do. So yeah, he kind of led the charge on that one one. yeah um so is that your biggest stressor would you say with money is this new change yeah it's like figuring out how to budget the new apartment and new finances with your boyfriend yeah and then probably i think i guess probably the other thing that doesn't seem like as big of a concern is the 401k at work what bothers you more the 401k at work or the i feel like this is a big this is a big life change yeah and i think i'm very fortunate that the 401k work doesn't concern me as much because it's only one year. You yeah, doing it. and I have money in in that in the in, in the Roth and in my TD Ameritrade account that is kind of making money for me is being invested. And how much do you have total in that account? I have I have a hundred and seventy seven thousand. That's so great. A, so a lot. a lot. Yeah. And then do you know how much you have in that old four hundred one k? Ten thousand dollars, but okay. that's more of a ballpark than. Okay. I'm just thinking about how long I've worked Work at those companies. companies. Yeah. Okay, so you have a hundred eighty seven thousand dollars saved. Yeah. Which is awesome. So you want to see a fun trick? Yeah. Okay, so you have one hundred and seventy seven in your TD Ameritrade, and then you have ten thousand in your former work plan, and then how much do you have? I have twenty one thousand in savings. That's awesome. And then I have seventeen thousand in checking. Okay, so let's leave the checking alone, and we'll count that as your emergency fund because it's always important to have cash available just in case something happens. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have all of your money invested. So yeah, you always want to have cash. It doesn't make you any money. But the way I always say, it's the moat around the castle, and the castle's all your savings, and the emergency fund, which does nothing, just protects everything. Yeah. Because God forbid something happens, you have that money available. Because you know how life works, right? When an emergency happens is when the market will be down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay. So here's my fun little trick. Okay, so we're just going to say that if we add it all up, it comes to 198. So we'll just round it up and say you have 200,000. And you're 20, you're just turning 27, yep. right? Okay, so if your money earns 7.2% compounding interest, it doubles every 10 years. So when you're 37, that will be approximately 400,000. Mm-hmm. And then when you're 47, that'll be approximately 800,000. And then when you're 57, it will be 1.6 million. And that's just, that's just, just, that's just what I have saved now. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, I'm rich. I'm <laughs> $52,000. I'll be rich when I'm 57. <laughs> See you guys then. Can I be put in one of those like hyperbolic chambers, like Walt Disney? I'm just going to wait this out. Then I won't spend any money and I'll wake up with, all right, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> just go to sleep. Wake I'm, up when yeah. you're 57. Do your birthday first because I started yeah. at 27. So you got to get to the 27. After Tuesday, I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> this is going to be a windfall. Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. It's called the rule of 72. If your money earns 7.2% interest, average, right? Yeah. Over the, it'll double every 10 years. So that's why saving's so important. Savings is so important because if you if you had let's because it save, should be said that that savings is not saving a lot of that is not money I have personally saved like at twenty seven I have not saved almost two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> I'm very fortunate that my family put away money and then transferred it to me and said this is now yours you can do it they trust me That's and great. said this is yours and so you have to think about that account as very important because that account will be if it's invested right and taken care of properly. Wow. You have to, like, treat it well. You know? Yeah. 
Um, you can't take you can't take it out. No. Yeah. You gotta protect it. It would be and this is all approximate and I'm sure compliance will make me put some big disclaimer on the bottom of this about <laughs> it's no guarantee, but that you can look up the rule of seventy two. It's called compounding of interest and so that's how how much your money grows. And that's why it's so important important that you start in your twenties, because that twenty to thirty is an extra decade of growth. Where so people who start like at my age in their mid thirties, they don't get another double. And see how big difference that double is? That's huge. It's a huge difference. Huge. So just so the listeners at home, I'm showing her I wrote it out. So I drew out her ages and then what the money would be if it doubled every ten years, earning seven point two percent. Wow. Yeah, so you'll be rich at fifty seven. See you then. See you then. I can't wait. Fifty two thousand dollars a month. Fifty seven. <laughs> yeah. You finally get it. No, so you're doing, you're in a good position. So I think you're doing a great job. So you just want to make sure that's all. Just check everything. Make sure it's all invested well. You know what you own. Yeah. It's important to know what you own. This is a big account, and if you just protect that, which is why it's important you have the emergency fund, that you'll be in a great position at fifty-seven, one point six, and that's without any additional savings. Right. I feel like maybe I should. I'm so gonna keep saving. Yeah, you definitely want to keep saving. Yeah. You definitely want to keep saving. I don't want you to be like you okay. go out. You're like drinks for everybody. No, definitely, <laughs> definitely not gonna do that. But and it sounds like um, you're you'll probably save. I think you'll probably save a bit of money by moving in with your boyfriend. Even though your rent's going to go up, you're going to get rid of the Equinox, and you'll probably just be a little bit more cautious about where you're spending money because yeah. you're living in this new great apartment. Um, and it'll just you know you eat maybe more dinners in. You'll see how it goes. But it, that'll that's a big life change and a big financial change yeah. to be sharing things because right everything's cut in half. Right? Cable. Do you think that that is how we should, like, because we haven't really had a huge, a huge conversation, conversation about that. And I don't have, I don't really have many people in my life that I could say, you know, how do you, I'm kind of the first of my the friends that's moving in. Like, a lot of my friends have said, oh, I can't wait to hear how it goes. And I want to be like, well, I want to know oh, how it's going to go. <laughs> like, uh, is there somebody that I can say that to? Like, how did it go? So I can tell you from my experience working with uh, people it is always very different. It's, there's no cookie cutter right answer. It really works. What works for you as a couple. Um, I would say most of the time I see more people splitting things, but then it, it is also very common that one person is paying more of the rent. They, but if your incomes are similar, that makes sense that you're splitting it. But, um, I've met with girls who they have a higher paying job, so they cover more of the cost. And then vice versa, where the men have higher paying jobs and then they cover more of the cost. Mm -hmm. So you really have to, I think, kind of forge your own path and see what works for you. But financial stress is definitely something that is a reason that they say a lot of divorces occur. Yeah. So you definitely want to, I would, I think it's better to have the conversation before there's a problem. Like, okay, so we're going to split everything. This is how we're going to do it. Because you don't want to wait till there's an issue. I think it's better to have it all laid out and expectations than that way you have, like, a bit of a plan going into it. Yeah. That's always a hard conversation. It's, you know, it's kind of like, I don't want to be having this conversation, but we should have this conversation. conversation. Yeah, definitely. I think it would be good maybe, and I would, like, go out, at like, maybe after dinner or something and have over a glass of wine and say, okay, I just want to go over this one more time, but we're going to split everything. Mm-hmm. This is my expectation. Yeah. That's a big thing. Just, like, expectations. Expectations. Or, you know, this is my understanding. We just talked about, like, chores in the apartment and, like, how we're going to do that. And I almost feel like the same way that we talked about the chores, if you just talk about, okay, well, how are we going to monetarily do this? Like, this is just another part of moving in. It's just another part of moving in. Like, there's, like, how, what, what kind of mattress are we going to buy? What are the chores going to be? How are we spending the money? Like, yeah, that's it. You should definitely talk about the money because a lot of people don't talk about it and then you don't know where you stand yeah. or how it's going to be done. So I think that would be 
probably a huge weight off your chest to have that conversation. And maybe we'll have more guests. We've been asking guests who have been on who live with their boyfriends how they do it. And so far we haven't had, like, a, there's no cookie-cutter answer. Yeah. But you can listen, and we have we have had other people on it, and I always ask that question. Because it's interesting to know how people do it, because everyone does it differently. Yeah. Which is why all your girlfriends are like, okay. They're, wanna... they're just waiting. <laughs> they're like, okay. Waiting patiently to hear how this goes. How, how's, yeah. Like, you're going to write a Google Doc for us? Like, how? You're going to tell us step-by-step step how you did everything. <laughs> Oh man, I don't want to be the one that has to do this. But actually, I like being the one that, that does yeah, that you're kind like, of stuff. Like the charge. I yeah, I I don't mind that actually. That's no, I think it's really exciting. I'm excited about it. Well, it was great having you on. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Do you have any other questions? You've actually answered all of mine. Okay. I feel very more enlightened and also prepared for a conversation with my boyfriend about finances because I was able to speak with you about them. So Good. We, when I thank work you. you up, you can... Yeah. <laughs> no, leave right here be like, all right, let's talk. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining. And um, to learn more about our online class where we actually go over this whole coffee example as well, you can go to www.financial.com and it is called uh, Financial Rockstar. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.